All right, got it, got it. Okay, uh, what, 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 what is the best convention that there ever was and ever will be? Rune Fest, baby. Really. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Shenantics Podcast, number one rated podcast in North Korea. Did you know that? I did not. And yeah, I'm, I'm number one terrified by that. podcast in North Korea. Hmm. Okay. All right. I I wonder how many podcasts they have in North Korea. So it's let uh, me tell you, it's minimal. Lots, lots <laughs> of competition. Lots of competition. Not many. So. Anyways, but uh, but yeah, so uh, hello, North Koreans. Welcome to Shenantics again, <laughs> episode one, two, five. Um, but uh, yeah, Skanky. Hey, Skanky. I I just got to see you in person, like not that long ago. How amazing was that? I mean, that hanging was... out both of us together. It was it was a dream come true. Yeah. You know, we not only that, we hung out in like two different cities. Over the course of like seventy two hours, like you know, we, that's weird, isn't it? Isn't it kind of <laughs> crazy? So for those of you guys that don't know, we'll rewind it all back. Um, what was it? Was was it last weekend only? I think, I think it that was. was last weekend. Jesus, it seems like uh, it was months ago though. Yeah, it seems like it was forever ago. Um, but last weekend I took a trip out to New York to see a friend's band play and while i was out there um skanky and gabala uh appeared out of nowhere and we got to hang out for an evening which was fun we had some dinner i mean that was crazy i mean you were just walking down the street and then i was walking down the street and you know our heads turned it felt like slow motion it it was slow motion. It was slow motion. It was. I mean, it's not that surprising. New York is a pretty small city. So Very small. I, I feel yeah. like this happens all the time there. But uh, but yeah. So we we hung out in New York on Friday, and then fast forward two days later on Sunday, we also hung out for the Overwatch League Grand Finals. And we weren't so, even planning that either. No, no. It just we you just were, saw each other in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. You were coming to this? What? It was crazy. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> it was insane. We, we, we both just so happened to be going to the same diner for brunch and everything. It was just it was, it was crazy. Weird. I didn't even know you were into Overwatch. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's very surprising. I kind of keep it on the DL. <laughs> so. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. No. So we got to, I got to see Skanky, and that was that was. Uh, a wonderful great treat we also saw we saw jittery and tiny yes so it was it was a very fun time i uh i enjoyed memorable that. yes i, I enjoyed it. it i enjoyed it very much i liked philly i thought it was i thought philly was a really great city philly is a cool place but that yeah. area around where the diner was was <laughs> very strange yeah so so we uh <laughs> when we before Going to the Overwatch Grand Finals, um, we were staying in a hotel by the airport. And so the day we got it, or the day I got in, you guys had already been there for a day, uh, we went to go have brunch before we went to the Grand Finals. So we stop over at this diner that's like kind of between where our hotel is and where the like stadium is. And it was like in the middle of like industrial park, right? Like it was kind of, really yeah. Was, I mean, I think like, like, it was kind under of, a highway. 
It was under the Hunter Highway and like <laughs> kind of like surrounded by vacant warehouses. And there was a neighborhood kind of nearby, but like it wasn't anywhere kind of specific. Yeah. And uh, there's a few weird things about that. First of all, the cars, they just park wherever they want in the street. Right? Like the middle <laughs> of the street, like on the median has cars just parked there. It was very weird to me. Um, but also... Uh, we uh skanky and i while standing in line at this oddly popular diner <laughs> it, it was not it was extremely popular i mean there was like a line out the door yeah. for this place yeah like 35 people standing there trying yeah. to get into this diner that was underneath the expressway <laughs> it was, it was like, very strange very weird we're uh we're standing there in line and a man walks out <laughs> Past me and Skanky looks at us and says, Elvis has left the building. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right. And and what did M. Cole do? They're like, bye, Elvis. Of course. Like, gotta, yeah, gotta, I don't know. It was interesting. But then, um, no, but then we get it, then we get inside the diner and, um, they're like going through like the people in front of us. They're like, we're looking for like a group of three, group of three, and it's like we have six, and they're like, nope, uh, we have six, nope, and then they come to us like, like, oh, we have four, and they're like, oh, that works great, come with us. And so they like, rush us in like a Navy <laughs> SEAL team. It's true, like they're extracting <laughs> us from like behind enemy lines. Yeah, it's, it's, it was like, let's go, let's go, like true. it was quick. <laughs> And as we walk in, the guy at the front of the line holds his hand up for a high five and says, nice hustle. It's like, it was very, very weird. I don't know. So also when we went up there, we didn't know what the line situation was like. No. Because it was very odd, the whole thing. So we get in line and there's like this woman over there who's like, the line starts over there, like <laughs> pointing us to the area. Yeah. And we're like, okay, okay. So we go to the line, and guess what? We got to seat before her. That is Boom. true. Take that shit. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we got her real good on that one. Oh, yeah. So if you go to this random diner under the highway outside of Philadelphia, have a yeah. party of four. Because they exactly. really want to seat you. That is what we have learned. Some and, say uh, they're still waiting for that party of four to show up. That's true. That, and our waitress was like, she was, she was, she was equal great. parts was... charming and nasty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It is true. She was, she had, she was oozing with sass. Oh, like, she was I great. She was Oh great. my gosh. Yeah, it was, I feel like she was like stereotypical like waitress diner. I would go to that diner all the time if I lived in Philly. Uh, maybe not because it's kind of outside of the city and I assume I would live in the city. But, um, yeah, but I would yeah. like to believe I would go there all the time. So It was a fun spot. It was. It was, it was, it was a fun, fun. spot. So, but yeah, no, it was, it was good. I had, I had a lot of fun hanging out with friends and chatting. Me too. So our group was smaller this year. So that's, that's my fault. I did a terrible job planning and getting people riled, you know, rounded up. Well, it's not your fault necessarily. (sighs) Yeah. I I mean, we mentioned it for people to come. That's true. And if they didn't want to come, they didn't have to. 
That's true. It's also it's it's harder when I don't stream. Like I feel like it was easier to like coordinate and get people together when I was streaming. Like when I don't and also like I'm I mean this didn't happen when we were booking like putting the trip together, but like not being on Twitter, like it feels like very disconnected. So it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. to kind of keep all those things going. So so really, this is my fault. Yeah, yeah. This is this is all Skanky's fault. So because I guys... stream, so I should have. That is true. That I should have done more. I should have done more. Uh huh. Yeah. No. That's uh, that is that is true. Uh, r- one thing though, I do have to. I do have to kind of wrap something back around to what we talked about. I think two or three episodes ago. Uh, okay. Loop it. About, Loop it back uh, around. About Overwatch League. Uh-huh. Um. So we uh-huh. were talking about the declining viewership of Overwatch League and how it doesn't uh-huh. feel like as many people watch it or anything like that. Um. New York Times published this article about the finals and it said there was this line in there that said the league finished the 2019 season with an average global audience of 313,000 viewers up 18% from the year before. Wow. So I, we might have not been completely correct on that about uh, if it was declining or not declining because Blizzard says that it's up almost 20% from last year. So that's that huh. is su- that is surprising to me. That is surprising. Um, and I watch it all the time. And so I think it might be one of those things that it's there's less discussion over it overall. Like the, I'll talk to people that I know watch it, but I feel like it doesn't come up in general conversation. And so yeah. maybe they are gaining more people, but it doesn't <clears throat> feel like kind of like how like when a game is no longer like a new release popular title like there still are fans and it's still gaining new people at times but it's not like everyone who doesn't watch over or watch or play the game all the time isn't talking about it and so it feels like it's maybe not as popular as it was before so maybe yeah i think Mm. one of the big problems was that they changed their schedule or something with Mm -hmm. overwatch league and it stopped i thought a lot of people from watching yeah, because they yeah. changed the schedule. But I guess maybe we're wrong about it. I don't know. I just didn't really see a lot of. Maybe that's it. I didn't see a lot of discussion around it. I guess when yeah. you compare it to other esports, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like if I think about like the like talking to people about Overwatch League, I didn't really talk about it in like Discord like rooms at large but i would do it a lot more in dms to people that i know watch overwatch league mm-hmm. right so if i know someone follows a specific team or i knew someone was watching a shirt a certain game i'll send them a message about whatever it is that happened instead of just kind of like out to the general society at large to see who wants who else had watched it right like i kind of yeah. know which of my friends watch and pay attention so yeah no, i i get that i guess this year though especially for games and esports and stuff was like the year of Fortnite, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess that was kind of like the main focus, it seemed, for everything. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that's what do you think about the state of Overwatch? Uh, the game itself? Yeah. I really like it right now. Um, I really like it right now. What I, makes you I, like it right now? 
I really like uh, roll lock. I think the two 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 lock in was a great thing to do for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I like queuing in with the roll lock and stuff like that. At at first, it kind of got rid of some parts of the toxicity, but now they've kind of come back in just a different way. And the, the big one is is that. It's no longer like people bitching at other people about change to a different hero, right? Like the, if uh-huh. I'm playing Orisa, it's a lot less of stop playing Orisa because it's not working. Um, because it's kind of like it, it comes a lot more of like, especially this is at bronze and silver. So I, I'm not saying this like writ large, but for like my games, it's more like, all right, let the tanks kind of figure it out among them, like the two of them, like how they want to handle it and supports like don't typically bitch across roles. Except the one thing that everybody does is everybody always blames the DPS for everything. And it's actually kind of annoying. Um, even when I'm not playing DPS. Because like you'll have like a tank that's just doing terrible and be like, well, the reason we aren't winning is because the DPS isn't killing anything. And it's like... Maybe it's because like you're not shielding them, Reinhardt. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like it's maybe it's not their fault that they can't kill anything. But so um, this was always my question with Overwatch. Yeah. Do you think it would be better if there was a scoreboard in Overwatch, mm, like the KDs? Yes, to actually show how people are performing. I because I feel like personally. A lot mm-hmm. of the toxicity is generated because of that unknown. You don't yeah. know how someone's doing. Now, this is I'm not saying that this is going to solve all the issues. CSGO is extremely toxic. Yeah. <laughs> and they have a scoreboard and it also insinuate like it pushes a lot of toxicity because you know who's not doing well. But yeah. I feel like with Overwatch there's always that like unknown about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that unknown makes forces people to make their own assumptions about who is doing poorly. Yeah, I I would actually almost go the other way. I think that what they maybe should do is get rid of the gold, silver, bronze medals for limbs and damage done and all that kind of stuff. Um, really? Okay. Because like, w- one thing that I, I hate that I find super annoying is when someone comes in and is like, is like, oh my God, my team sucks. Like I have gold limbs as Moira. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. the, like the DPS isn't doing anything. It's like, well, maybe part of it is is because as Moira, you're not healing anybody and just doing like damage the entire time. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like there are like there are reasons to do it, but like people look at it and they like they almost because we don't have a comparison completely of what everyone else is. Um, they almost overvalue that right by saying oh this this gold medal for limbs that I have shows that I am not the problem. And it's like, but that sure. isn't necessarily the case. And I feel like it's almost like the uncertainty with just a little bit of information creates like this deadly type of thing, right? Where people feel empowered to be like, they aren't the one that's being a problem uh-huh. because the medals are showing that they're fine. Um, and it's just The medals are just so like, they're just not certain. Like they are, no, no. they add this kind of like convoluted idea of how well you're doing Mm -hmm. and i think that also adds into it Mm -hmm. because it's like oh you're have gold limbs but you have two kills 
Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So you might think that you're doing well, but Mm -hmm. maybe necessarily not, especially with role locking now. Yeah. You know, you don't have like someone you like your 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 people who are assigned to their roles are doing those specific roles. Or at least you're under that assumption, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to get that many. I, well, maybe you'll still get like those Moira kill, like gold of limbs, right? But mm-hmm. it's just different. I think it works differently now, yeah. which is why I think I'd probably be more in favor of a scoreboard rather than your gold medal or medals, because at yeah. least you can see what yeah. it is. Like give the people yeah. the information they have to see where the problem actually is without being toxic. No, I see. I, I I agree with that. I do. I I I just. I think for me, like I fear and knowing how terrible I play overall. Like I just like if it's a game that I'm not doing well, I'm already feeling kind of crappy. And to know that the rest of my team a can see it, and then also like can point that out like in a toxic manner is like that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like if you're mm-hmm. like and like and the worst is like if you're playing a game like maybe just in a game like you're just you really are just outmatched by their team or their comp is great and you just can't counter it or something is going wrong that you just can't seem to like break out like showing that someone's the weakest link isn't really gonna fix that you know what i mean like sure being like oh look skanky like like you're negative on your kd like come on like turn that around and start killing something you're the dps and it's like is that all of a sudden going to make you be like, you're right. Like now, now I'm going to go kill Farah. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not going to, I don't think that necessarily kind of, I don't know if that, I don't know if that can necessarily help. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also like, I think it could lead to things where it's like all of a sudden you have, you know, all right, great. My KD is negative. Well, let me just switch to Widow real quick. Cause no one will kill me. And I could slowly see if I can get some shots off on something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't necessarily fix the problem, but but I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's not really a fix for the problem. It's more about yeah. how the culture of Overwatch has come the way that it is now. Yeah. No, like, because even in Siege, I look and I see, you know, there's a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. A, there's not the toxicity most of the time in Siege. 90% of the time is independent of what's happening in the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> which i think is kind of interesting i mean yeah, sometimes you're gonna get those people who are like you're getting zero kills like come mm-hmm. on but because siege is such a team-based game you know i i guess it doesn't like there's not that much toxicity that involves the score but you're actually able to see how what people are doing you know mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know it's yeah that's it'd be interesting to see like yeah, i think be. Them choosing not to have a scoreboard is like a very intentional decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why exactly they decided to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, I feel like I remember reading something when Overwatch first came out about that because I, I feel like, and, or it could just be that like it's, I've developed in my own mind some story about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it, it is, it has to be a very intentional decision to leave it out. Um, and I, I wonder if it is kind of around the toxicity they've seen in other games and they just want like didn't see that it would add as enough enough value as it would like cause problems maybe but yeah i don't know i don't know overwatch man overwatch haven't played it forever 
How do you feel about the state of things in Siege right now? Good question. Uh, Siege is always interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Siege, like, uh, I'm okay with the things that are in Siege, but I'm not really, I don't think, the right person to ask because I'm not really, like, an expert on everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's obviously always some things that they can change. Yeah. And, but I do feel like they're moving in the right direction. Like, shields have always been a big problem in Siege, I think. I find them extremely frustrating to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that they're making it easier to combat, like, shields without getting rid of them. So okay. there are always the operators that you're like, damn, I wish that they were didn't exist because they kind of suck. But there's mm-hmm. always a counter, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I actually am not playing Siege this whole month. Really? Oh, yeah. it's spooky, spooky October month. It is spooky October month, and I just wanted to take a break from Siege streaming-wise, at least, mm-hmm. to stream other games because I've been pigeonholed in uh, Siege for a while now. <laughs> I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh, I feel uh-huh. like I heard a very similar set sentiment like four or five months ago that you were going to take a break from Siege. Mm-hmm. I did take a break for like a week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is, is, do we feel like that's going to happen again or do you think you're going to hold strong? No, I'll do it for a month. I'll do it for the month. Um, it's honestly not that difficult for me, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, it, It's not that hard. It's just like Siege is the game that I jump to because it's there. Yeah, and I enjoy playing it, especially with like friends and people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's always enjoyable to play. So I think it's it's nice to take a little break here, you know? Yeah, no. Especially I, with I with streaming, that. I always love and gravitate towards the games where I stream, and then I look at the clock. It's like holy shit, four hours have passed by. Like I can't believe yeah. that. And it used to be Stardew Valley, and then it used to be PUBG, and now mm-hmm. it's Siege. So I'm trying to, you know saunter out there a bit more mm-hmm. and get back yeah. to some variety stuff all right i'm, ex- I'm excited there was a was it this year 2019 or 2018 there was a period of time when you were kind of just like churning through short new indie titles and be like you play like one one day and like either beat it or like move on to it or something else and like you were going through so many of them and that was so cool to me I was very jealous and envious of that. I did do so a couple months back, and I this is kind of bad because I do need to get back into it. I started my complete all the games I never finished mm, series, okay. and it went well for a while. Actually, there's still mm-hmm. a lot of games on the list. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was doing that for a while, and then I also did um, ah, oh, damn, what's it called? I went through like a studio. Like all mm-hmm. their games, and I was playing through all of their games, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I like to get back into that. It's just sometimes, you know, you you have to think <laughs> when you do those games, yeah. and sometimes it's nice to like play video games and stream where like you don't have to think. Yeah, no, I, I and Siege do. like obviously makes me think, mm-hmm. but like. 
in a different way. Like I know generally what I need to do. Yeah. And then when I stream it, I'm like, okay, I could figure out these situations. But like with a new game, it's like, all right, let's just set up this new game. The volume's too high. Okay, I don't know where to go from here. Um, hmm. And it's just like, ugh, this is a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the worst thing is like when you're not feeling a game and you're just like, oh. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And you feel bad like stopping it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Quick games forever. I mean, quick games. Never stream ever again. Never hmm. stream ever again. Um, I want to do that. Uh, I want to challenge myself to do the thing where it's you. You play everything in your Steam library, dude. That's and I've thought about it. It's so hard. But I want to do it in a way where it's like, not that I have to finish it because I, I could not finish the, every game in my Steam library. I just can't. <laughs> like ju- just time wise. Oh wow, my Steam looks different. <laughs> Haven't opened that in six years. <laughs> so I was, and I swear it was just <laughs> open. Um, anyways, but uh, why wouldn't it tell me how many games I have? I broke it. I broke it. It won't tell me anymore. Oh, oh there we go. You don't oh, want to know. Jesus Christ, you're right. I didn't. You didn't want to know. Oh, oh that's so How bad. many games do you have? I don't want to talk about it anymore. I have 373. Wait, I don't know. I can't. Oh, I see. I got it. I understand what this number means now. I <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're catching up to me. You're catching oh, up to am me. Am I? Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm too short right now in the sense that I need two more games to hit 500. <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. I'm still kind of far off. That's like a lot of games. No. No. You're 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 making good progress. You're making. Oh, great thank, progress. thanks, Uncle. I appreciate that, buddy. Um, I think that's oh no, never mind, I lied to you. I lied to you. <laughs> I don't think my favorites were counted in this, so it's four ninety eight plus nine. So I'm not too away from anything. Um I have five hundred and seven games. Okay. Um, okay. Oh god. But uh anyways, um and but you I want to every one of them. I do. They're like all my little children, all five hundred plus. <laughs> A lot of, of children. Yeah, yeah. Um but no, I wanna do the thing where it's like I pick out the games that like I want to like complete story wise, but then like other games, if it's in my library, like at least play an hour of it or something like that. Like uh-huh. like have have at least played all of my games to a point where it's like I kind of know what the game is, even if I didn't like get deep into it. And that kind of takes out the this game's terrible and I'm forcing myself to play it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's, that's kind of pointless to me. So um yeah, I don't know. I think that's. I think I should do that. Maybe I've thought year. about it before. To yeah. at least play like an hour of each game that I have. Uh huh. It's yeah. It's it just is a lot, you know. Yeah. But it would be really fun to try. Yeah, it would be. It would be fun. I would have to like come up with a plan of attack on how to do this. Do you just start with A, and then work? I would go out? alphabetical. That's what I would do. I think that might be the best 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 bet on that one. I, I think that's probably the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the way to do it. I think there's some this. games on my list though that are kind of like unplayable. Yeah, and like I would exclude that out. Like if I feel like if it's gonna take me a huge amount of time just to get it working, then great. I'd not don't not even worried about it. <laughs> if it's gonna take you an hour to make it work, then it counts. 
<laughs> yes, I'm. I'm looking. I'm looking at you. Fallout Three. Oh, Fallout Three. Fuck that game, dude. Seriously. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so <clears throat> bad. It's hey, so you know what else bad. was this weekend? Oh, what was what was what was this weekend? <sighs> the best convention there ever was and is. <gasps> TwitchCon. That was two weeks ago. Oh, fuck. That was last weekend uh, when we had Overwatch League. Oh. Oh, shit. Um, ooh, ooh. Was it the lockpicking convention that was at our, our hotel? Yes, but no. Oh, because oh, that was also <laughs> last week at Overwatch League. That was God. also last weekend during Overwatch League. All right, got it, got it. Okay, uh, what, 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 what is the best convention that there ever was and ever will be? RuneFest, baby. Really? <laughs> Yep. Oh RuneScape Con happened. Oh my gosh. Real quick, and then I want to hear about this. Uh I can't talk about it on the podcast because of uh um uh things I'm not allowed to say publicly about it, but l- remind me to tell you about this video game thing I did uh the other night. So it's uh it's very interesting and RuneScape reminded me of that. But, uh, okay. but yeah, okay. Tell me about RuneCon. Did you go to RuneScape Con? Absolutely thing? not. What? Why? It's like in England. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's where Jagex, who makes RuneScape, is based out. Oh, okay. I couldn't. One year I will. One year I will. Dream big, live big. You exactly. To go you to a convention this. about RuneScape. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be. That'd be really cool. No, it, yes. Yes. Yes, it would, because I know so, you love RuneScape. All right. Let me tell you this, okay? So they yeah. start Friday and off with something called the Golden Gnome Awards. Okay. They are the Oscars for RuneScape. <laughs> oh. And it's literally a giant garden gnome that they spray oh. paint gold. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. And they give it to like content creators. Okay. For like who who do RuneScape uh content creation. So they do like streamers, they do uh video creators it was cool and it's like a black tie affair so you're supposed to like dress up obviously no one does but yeah (laughs) and like all the developers like they go up and they call out the like the best artist award and like all these it it was really cool like it was Mm -hmm. fun to see that kind of interaction that is cool and then they do like their regular announcements and all that stuff you know yeah is it is it modern and classic runescape or just classic runescape how is it how does it break down with that yeah so it's both runescape 3 which is the newest runescape and it's old school runescape okay and then they they kind of like split it up so like they do um the awards for like golden gnomes at least they do one runescape 3 award and then they do old school runescape award and then they Mm kind of like go back and forth but yeah it's it was kind of cool that is Really cool. Is this a new thing, or is it, how long has this been going on? I think this has been going on for a while now. I think it's like in their fifth year or something, fourth year. Okay, all right. So, well, not that long, but you know, pretty long. I kind of love it. It's cool. It really is, actually. It it, it sounds amazing, and I mean, anything it's for one about, game exactly, <laughs> and I think that's why I love it. I and mean, like people like truly love RuneScape, and so yeah. it's like. So that that's really I don't know that's really cool to me. It is. It's really cool that that exists. So. so they announced like all the new things, right? 
for okay. RuneScape and old school RuneScape. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they announced this thing that people in the community have been waiting for forever, which okay. is called Group Iron Man Mode. What's that? Okay. So in RuneScape, there's different modes that you can play. So you can play as a regular account mm-hmm. who can do like everything. So you can like trade with other players. You can sell stuff in the grand exchange. You can do blah, 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 whatever you want to do. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then they have something called an Iron Man mode, which is you can't trade with other players. You can't use the grand exchange. And you, you're on your own. Okay. So it changes the gameplay immensely. Because you can't, like, let's say, like, you're doing a quest, right? And mm-hmm. you need a specific item for the quest. You mm-hmm. can't just go to the Grand Exchange and go and buy it. Yeah. You actually have to go out and find it and mm-hmm. do something or get a task and go get it or kill a monster to go get it as a drop or something, right? That's probably, mm-hmm. like, the simplest way of putting it. So now they announce something called the Group Iron Man mode, which is you can be an Iron Man but with a group of your friends. So you and your friends can all be Iron Men, so you can't go to the Grand Exchange and buy something, or you can't trade with other players outside of your group. Oh, okay. So now, like, you and your friends, like, you and up to five people will all have a shared bank account and will be able to trade with one another so you can build all up as a group on your own. It's kind of cool. It's an interesting that is, idea. That's really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. I really like that, actually. That's 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 fun. Um, so it's like making a mode where you're supposed to do everything on your own to mm-hmm. adding some sort of collaboration, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Because then it still, it still maintains a level of its difficulty which is why someone would want to do the iron man mode but exactly you still get like some of the social aspect like you still play with your friends and stuff like that like exactly. i like that a lot actually it's Very cool cool that yeah. is cool yeah that is cool and wait is that is that old school and version three or uh no just three? just old school oh just old school okay mm-hmm. yeah okay just nice old school. it's it's i also kind of love that they're adding Still adding new features to old school RuneScape like this. Oh yeah, like, I mean the full development team. <laughs> decades, decades later. That, well, that, but that that development team has to have one of the most stressful jobs in the world. Oh well, dude. Let me tell you, they get a lot of shit. Yeah, but I can imagine. I mean, last RuneFest, they announced a new skill to come okay. out, and it was a big deal because. There had been other skills before that they announced, but they never passed a poll. So if you guys don't know, everything in Old School RuneScape has to pass a poll. Okay. So everyone democratically elects whatever content they want and don't want, which has its mm-hmm. own problems and interesting conundrums. But they announced this new skill last RuneFest, and there was a whole like kind of backlash about it because of the mm-hmm. new skill. And a big... Um, kind of debate over what old school RuneScape should be and not be and whether it should be something new or to still stick to the nostalgia of what skills it always has had, which is kind of like an interesting debate to have, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's like these two forces of people. Mm -hmm. There's like the people who 
want it to stay the way it was, and that's why we play it. And there's the other people who want to expand upon it to become yeah. fully fledged, mm-hmm. fully fleshed out. Um, but yeah, it didn't pass the poll, and it was kind of a big, big thing like oh well now they're never going to come out with a skill again they, it's they've all failed blah 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 mm-hmm. but uh yeah if you're a dev on that like that sucks like that's really yeah. tough yeah and they're all like tough. public figures like all the devs mm-hmm. so you can like tweet oh. at them and like they go and do like their weekly um video like chats on twitch and stuff it's like a lot <laughs> yeah yeah god bless them that does not sound <laughs> like my cup of tea that is <laughs> That yeah, is, that is very that is very very stressful to me. But yeah, RuneScape. So. And you were saying you were saying in Philly, right? That that you think the mobile version is like one of the best like Rune old school RuneScape experiences. It's very fun. Yeah, it, it runs better than the regular game on your PC. I was just checking, and I do have it downloaded on my phone. Mm. Maybe, maybe this group Iron Man maybe. mode, huh? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let me uh, let me let me at least experience the game first before I try and change up things. That's true. So. I think one of RuneScape's biggest issues is that a lot of people don't leave the starter area, mm-hmm. and they get stuck there, mm-hmm. and they feel like oh, there's not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like. Oh man, like you don't even know the half of what is out there in this game. Yeah, like, yeah. I learn something new every single day when I play it. And I was yeah. playing it when I was a kid, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But mm-hmm. like, it is so expansive and there's so many things to do that, like, it's actually like sometimes disappointing to have someone go to the starter area, chop some logs. And be like, yeah. okay, like I don't know what else to do. Yeah, that, so that's true. They've been trying to figure out a way to have to guide players outside of the starter zone. Okay. And to give them a like a reason to move on. Because mm-hmm. when mobile came out, they had a new, like a huge influx of new players. Mm-hmm. And they found that the majority of them, of the ones who did quit, all quit in the starter area. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's i guess trying to figure out how to get them out there to all the rest of the crazy content that exists am i out of the starter area i have no idea where you are i think i am because remember i got lost and like i th- i think i got out of the starter area and then got lost and confused on my very first quest where i had to go talk to like three people and like I don't remember. Were you doing Cook's assistant? Were you had a, did you have yes. to make a cake? Nah, yeah, yes. you're still in the starter area. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm still in the starter area. Okay, yeah. so I am part you're of that statistic. Yeah, exactly. I've, but okay. it's not a bad thing, really, because a lot of people are there in that. Yeah. They're all stuck there. It's not really yeah. your fault. It's the game's fault. That's true. Maybe I I should try it again. Your your like unbridled passion for this game like is infectious, and I like. Every time we talk about it, I want to play it. <laughs> it's also a game that I think you would like. Yeah. I can because really it's see myself literally it. an intense clicking simulator. Yeah, and I do love those. <laughs> I do. That's how you that's how you sold it to me on the for like the first time. They're like, I know. like on your phone you could just like log in and like grind out some of like your daily chores and stuff and like, uh-huh. like oh yeah. god, that sounds amazing. Like it, that's what it I really want. it really stands 
itself it puts itself out there away from like WoW and like other MMORPGs mm-hmm. because it's not like your dailies. Like you don't mm-hmm. go on there to do your dailies necessarily. They do have daily things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's more like you're really getting enveloped in an experience. Mm-hmm. And I was actually saying this on stream before that like quests in RuneScape are totally different than what you would experience mm-hmm. in WoW. Mm-hmm. In WoW, it's like, oh, go and kill seven boar in the forest and come back. But it's like RuneScape's like, go here and talk to this person. Go run through this maze. Like, mm-hmm. go and find this drop. Like, go in. And it's like over and over. It actually tells like a story, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, rather than yeah. kind of mindlessly killing things and WoW and then going back. It just works differently. I don't know. All right, all right. I'll get. I'll maybe give it a shot. You have, you have one very big hurdle to overcome. All right. What's what's that hurdle? Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Apple Arcade. Did we talk about Apple Arcade yet? I don't know if we have. I, I don't know if we have. Yeah. What about our Apple Arcade? I... Don't tell me you're a fan of Apple Arcade. Freaking love it oh my god are you you are so you're a normie i oh i am oh i i cannot wait to, we play have... I have to tell you after podcast oh my god I am. oh i know i am but here is the thing skinky here is the thing give me just one second to lay this out for you of why it's amazing and why i love it all right oh my god okay i'll let you do this because i talked about runescape for like 20 minutes go <laughs> Um, there are games being released on Apple Arcade that are so much fun that I haven't had that much fun playing like a mobile game designed for mobile since like the App Store originally came out. Um, and it is, it feels like it's finally hopefully changing the tide of mobile games away from the bullshit monetization that we're seeing to something that is like actually like fun and creative and one of my favorite types of games to play is like puzzle type games and this works so incredibly well for that because it takes away the candy crush like monetization Mm -hmm. where developers have to try and like figure out how to like kind of bolt that on in order to like even develop the game because they don't have to look at it and say, all right, well, I'm going to spend this much money developing it and I have to find a way to make money afterwards because first of all, they get money from Apple through the subscription stuff, but also Apple is funding the development of a lot of these games in the first place, right? So they're going out to developers that they know create good games and they're saying, here's like a bag of cash, go make a great game and then put it on Apple Arcade. Okay. And the one that I absolutely love is called um, Cards of Darkness, and it's 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 almost like Mahjong, but like RPG dungeon crawler, okay. and it's like I can hop in, I can play like two minutes of it, and then hop out and be like sat like super satisfied, or I can hop in and play two minutes of it and get so insanely addicted that an hour later I'm like, what the fuck just happened? It reminds me, did you ever play in the early days of mobile games um, that flight control game? 
or was it is um, that is that called flight control is it um maybe it is called flight control where you have like the the pastel colored map and the planes fly in from the side and you have to draw the route to land them on the runways i don't remember but it sounds so familiar it was it was so crazy popular when it first came out. And this was like the first year of the App Store. And like I remember like like Nathan Fillion was like tweeting out about like what his high score was and like people are like competing and like trying to get like new high scores with it and it was a, I think you could buy it for like a dollar, 2 dollars, 3 dollars, but the game was legitimately fun, very very addicting and feels like nothing like what we have now with the weird pay to win system that we're kind of stuck in. Uh-huh. And so it feels like we're go- we're finally going back to that, right? Because as a part of the rules of being in Apple Arcade is that you cannot have any of that monetization. You can't have ads, you can't have pay to win stuff, you can't have anything. You just put your game out there and so far I found like like nine amazing games and I have 10 more that I want to try out. And I absolutely love it. And for $5 a month, like I think it's a killer deal. So it's uh, it's going to be hard to pull me away from that. But that, that actually sounds pretty interesting to have One, something like that's not microtransaction heavy. Yeah. And like it's, it feels good for like for games, right? Like, like, and that's one thing that all of us hate about mobile games is like, well, why would I play it? Like, they're never going to give me a, like a good full game experience. They're just going to try and, you know, drain all my money out of me. So, yeah, um, they the rule is that I think to be on Apple Arcade, you have to be exclusive to the App Store, but only as it pertains to like mobile gaming. And so a lot of the games that come out also come out like on the switch or on the PC or consoles and stuff like that, Uh um, which is interesting. And so one of the other games I really love is called what the golf. Have you heard of or seen this game? I have. Yeah. Yeah. I love that game. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's like $20 on the Epic store or it's part of my $5 a month subscription. And I can just kind of like bust it out while I'm on the train, do three or four of their silly, stupid, not golf puzzles and kind of just move on. And it's stuff like that. That's like, that is just so much fun to play. And I don't know. I, I love it. I love it. It's got a free one month trial. I, and I don't think anyone, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't think anybody else should necessarily subscribe and do it. Because it isn't for everyone, but it is this like weird like diamond in the rough for me, right? I was expecting mm-hmm. to hate it. I was expecting it to cost fifteen to twenty dollars a month, and it's five dollars a month and has m- great fun games. So big proponent, and that's what's going to keep me from old school RuneScape. Well, you could just add old school RuneScape on top of that. You know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I might have to do that. <laughs> I quit my job, full time mobile game streamer, old school. Dude, RuneScape honestly, and- great idea. Yeah, yeah, exclusively on Mixer. Uh, Facebook gaming. Facebook gaming, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so. Um, but I, I, have, I have like three or four links for Apple Arcade that I'll put in the show notes for anyone that's interested in reading other people say why they love it and not just me. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Like I, it. I will. I will. Do whatever I, you want, Okay. I I will. I will. Oh, one last weird little note is one thing that I also find interesting is the developers are not paid and Apple does not track the amount of time a game is run. So hmm. like and so like 
the nice thing about that is people can develop short puzzle games that like, let's say it's like a short puzzle game. It maybe has 30 minutes or an hour of content and that's completely fine. And so you can get cool things like that. And if it's a game where it's like, I would hate paying like an extensive amount of money for, I still get to enjoy the quick, fun little thing that I got and uh-huh. not feel like I was kind of ripped off. So, yeah, but yeah, anyways, yeah, that's, that's Apple Arcade. All so. right. Fine. Um, like it. I will. Real quick, food finish. Skinky, do you have one this week? No, I don't. Oh, do you right, have one I this week? Um, I really just want to say how amazing and delicious uh, Philly cheesesteaks are. So and... I saw your Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. Who did you like better? I didn't get to try them both. Oh, I... who'd you go to? I went to Pat's. Interesting. Okay. And I will say, I almost I almost ate both of them, one right after another. And I feel like I could have, but I would have had a miserable day after that. I feel like two like greasy cheesesteaks. Oh, been, yeah, that's tough. That would have just wrecked my What insides. did you get on the cheesesteak? I uh, got cheesesteak with onions and cheese whiz as my cheese topping. So now this is what I heard. And this is okay. from a very, very... Big person in the in the Philly community, my Uber okay. driver. All right. He said that cheese whiz on a cheesesteak is not the proper way to have a cheesesteak. All right. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Did he explain why? He said that you can dip in the cheese whiz, but not have it sprayed on. Oh, my God. I think I would want to do that. He said that you should get it with like provolone or Swiss okay. or American cheese, and then you can dip it in a cheese whiz rather than have it all over it. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, so here's the thing. Okay. Talk to me. Cheese was on a cheesesteak is delicious though. <sighs> it's, it's so, so, so tasty. And it does an important thing that provolone doesn't do, which is why I think I'm sold on it. Okay. Where's it? It is, it's do you we've talked about this life hack before so for those of you guys that don't know it you should totally do this um if you are melting cheese like if you're if you're making some like type of melted cheese if you add in like a slice of american cheese with your cheese with your other cheese it melts it so much better because american cheese has like well, first of all, it isn't really cheese, but it has like that chemical makeup that makes it melt very well. And not all cheese melts well, right? Some of it gets weird, oily and greasy and stuff like that. Um, cheese Whiz is essentially American cheese in like a squeeze bottle, right? <laughs> and <laughs> the nice thing, though, is when you get it at like an actual place, it's not like they pull out a can and like put like a line of Cheese Whiz, right? Like they have like they have like a bucket of it, right? They just kind of like lay. I mean, it does on. that make it better? Like it does. It does. If someone, if someone that has had a cheesesteak in Chicago and seen them like just take the can, oh, out, God, I can tell man. you for a fact that it does make it better. But the reason that I bring this up is that because it's like American cheese. It melts into your cheesesteak so well. Like oh, provolone okay. gets gets kind of melty, but like it doesn't like bind all of the cheesesteak beef together. It just kind of like is there like a topping layer on top of it where like the uh-huh. cheese whiz gets all inside it and it becomes one with the cheesesteak. <laughs> and okay. that is why and I love provolone, right? I think I'd be I would be probably just as happy having a provolone cheese 
provolone on my cheesesteak as I did with the cheese whiz. But there's just something about the like the nature of the cheese whiz and what it does to the cheesesteak that I feel like that gives it the edge up. Okay. Um, and so that, but I would also really like the dipping part of it because you get the same type of thing. You dip it and it melts into it and like would also be good. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so I would, and I said so Pat's had something going for it that I, when I walked past Gino's, I it kind of edged out Pat's or Pat's edged out Gino's a bit. Okay. In a sense that Gino's has to have been relatively recently remodeled and redone and it felt very like clean cut and proper yes it's much too nice like it felt like a chain restaurant at that time where pat's feels like like the grimy like like place where like i'm gonna get something here and it's gonna taste amazing because the place doesn't look all that great okay and that's what sold it for me like they nasty there they were a little nasty. They were because I, I heard that when you get to like Pat's or where Gino's, one of those places, you have to go up there and you have to know exactly what you want. Otherwise, they get angry. They have all these signs that say that, and so I believe that's the way it is. But it also <laughs> seems like it's super easy. Like there's literally like three options, right? It's okay, like, okay. It's like I want a cheesesteak with onions, <laughs> without onions, and then pick your cheese. Right, it's, got like, it, got it's it. like go up there, you do that. It's weird because they have a separate window to order like fries and drinks and everything else, right? They have one window just for cheesesteaks and another window for like fries and drinks. Like cool. it's very weird to me. So I don't know, but but yeah, no, I, it was so it was great. I I strongly recommend it. Everyone should go to Philly, get some cheesesteaks. It's good stuff. So yeah, cheesesteaks are good. Yeah, yep. So that's fun. That's fun. But but yeah. Did you have you had a Philly cheesesteak? I have had one before, yeah. All right, in Philly. Yes, but I would like to get another one. Let's go back. I we should go back and have some. I I would love to do it. You know, if I won the lottery, do you know what I would do? <laughs> what would you do? If I won the lottery, I would hire you away from wherever in the world you work. Okay. To do a shenantics food tour across oh yeah big fan of that idea that sounds right fun. <laughs> right and we can finally do our big wikipedia fan. podcast yeah that'd be great it'll be great so we can go <laughs> visit the wikipedia foundation in person oh dude oh my god the dream the dream be amazing it'll be amazing all right you guys that's been another episode of shenantics new episodes go live bright and early every other monday morning jittery cricka sat us down for a very important conversation when we saw her in philly and she said to us get your shit together and release a freaking episode every other week and so that's what we're gonna do scared me a lot (laughs) she 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 especially when she showed her fangs did you see those i did i did did you see how long like they were big fangs it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it felt like, it felt a little bit like a mix between like a parent and like a teacher, like saying like, you can do better than this. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, I can. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to work hard to, to stick to that every other week, Monday morning, uh, just in time for your workday, school day chores, whatever you do every other Monday, we are there to hang out with you. You can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, including the, including the iTunes store, the Google play store, our website at shenantics.rocks, uh, Spotify pocket cast, which I don't think we ever talked about this, but pocket cast is now free. So you have no reason not to go download and try it out. Um, not sponsored by the way, not sponsored. They just love us. 
I think, like North Korea. Or if they wanted to sponsor us, that'd be fine. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, you can send us a tweet at twitter.com slash shenanticspod or an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, leave us a five-star review, I think is the other thing I say. Oh, and if you want to join the discussion, head to discord.shenantics.rocks. That is the invite link that will get you over to the Discord server where you can talk to all the other Shantix fanatics every week about all the great stuff that we say. And you can debate why skinky said wow was not as good as runescape <laughs> so skinky where can they find you on the internet they can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s-k-x-n-k-y and on twitter at iskanky i-s-k-a-n-k-y and Cole, where can they find you uh they can find me right now i'm still only on instagram instagram.com slash mcole underscore m-c-u-l with the underscore symbol still not back on twitter a little under the radar so yeah, I'm, I'm stealthy like that. The way to get a hold of me is to find me in person in New York City and we will have dinner. <laughs> it works. I promise. Works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Right. Peace.